Hello, everybody, and I have another thing in the Bible that blew my mind I wanted to share with you. Our church has been studying Acts, or is going to be studying the book of Acts, because we are moving into a different kind of church model. I'm not sure if it's temporary or if it's just going to continue this way, but we're moving from a big church model into more of a micro church, a house church model. And so we'll be working through Francis Chan's book, Letters to the Church, which I highly recommend. It's a great book. And along with that, the book of Acts. And the other week in church when we were talking about a particular section of Acts, Acts in Acts 2, verses 42 through, well, to the end of the chapter, I got hung up on a phrase and I was like, what does this mean? You know, so whenever that happens to me, I look into resources, I look in using, using my Blue Letter Bible app to see what the original uh, meaning of the words are because the book of the Bible was not written in English. And so sometimes our English words only capture part of the original meaning of the original language. So let me read this to you and then I'll tell you what I got hung up on. So this is Acts 2, 42 to the end of the chapter. And let me set the stage for you. So the Holy Spirit had come in a very powerful way. Pentecost had happened. Um, and then Peter, just filled with the Spirit, delivers this message. And about 3,000 people were saved. It says in verse 41, those who accepted his message were baptized and that day about 3,000 people were added to them. So this is where they're at. They've got suddenly 3,000 people. How are they going to be discipled? How is this all going to work out? And a lot of people would view this as what we call the birth of the church, this beginning of people meeting in their homes and being the body of Christ together. Um, and we're going to read here soon about what that meant or part of what that meant for them. Verse 42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and signs were being performed through, their, through the apostles. Now all the believers were together and held all things in common. They sold their possessions and property and distributed the proceeds to all as any had need. Every day they devoted themselves to meeting together in the temple and broke bread from house to house. They ate their food with joyful and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Every day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. Incredible. There's so much being said in that, that paragraph. <laughs> Every day, God was adding to, their, to the number of those who were being saved. You can see why a house model meeting in homes was a, a good option for them because then the growth can't have a lid on it. They can just keep meeting in homes as people are just being added and added and added. But the thing that <clears throat> really struck me was verse 43. Verse 43 says, Everyone was filled with awe. A-W-E. And I was like, wow, okay, that seems, you know, to me that seems accurate. If that's all going on, 3,000 people were saved. The Holy Spirit has fallen in a miraculous way. People are speaking other languages and all, all kinds of things are just happening. Of course, they were filled with awe. But I, I just couldn't get past it, so I dug deeper into it. And that word awe, the root of it is this word phobos, P-H-O-B-O-S, and it's probably pretty clear to you if you're kind of a word geek like me that there's this word of reminiscent of the word, anything to do with a phobia, right? A fear. So um, arachnophobia, <laughs> claustrophobia, all the different things that one might be afraid of. And that's true. Phobos does have to do with fear, dread, and terror. And oftentimes when this word is used in relation to the Lord in the Bible, it's, it's to do with this reverence that just lays us out. Like we realize in God's presence that we are in the presence of Almighty God. He has done great things and we are we are created by Him. 
it's just this incredible reverence, this fear of God that isn't the same kind of fear that you experience if you watch a scary movie or you're in a scary situation um, or you feel unsafe because the circumstances around you are dangerous. It's a different kind of fear. This is like a reverence. And I was like, okay. So I kept looking into that word phobos and another usage of it is reverence for one's husband. And that's another, I'll read another place where that's used in that context. This is First Peter 3, 1 and 2. In the same way, wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands, so that even if some disobey the word, they may be won over without a word by the way their wives live. When they observe your pure, reverent, that's that phobos word, lives. That word phobos can be used for to describe how, how a woman would have reverence for her husband, respect for her husband. And that's kind of what started to blow my mind is the fact that this is considered to be the, the birth of the church. The church is the bride of Christ. They were all filled with awe. They were all filled with reverence coming together for their husband, their groom, Jesus. That blew my mind. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and signs were being performed through the apostles. In my mind, everyone was filled with an incredible reverence for their husband, for their bridegroom, Jesus, because they were the bride of Christ. A deep reverence for their bridegroom. So that blew my mind. Mm-hmm.